This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always gone. Rebel Scum. James, we have to ask everyone to forgive We did not record last week. Selfishly. It was our birthdays, and we were selfish. And we're saying, fie! Fie, internet! No, we were saying Kathleen Kennedy didn't get fired last week, and there was nothing to talk about. He's fired! Put it on the board. (laughs) Really gotta get a board. I I think I was planning on doing it, but I took Monday and Tuesday off, and I just forgot that it was Monday and Tuesday. You know when you, like, have a day off, and you don't register what day it is? That was me, like, every day. And then we got to a day, and I'm like, hey, do you just want to do two next week? And you said, maybe. And then I tweeted, we're doing two next week. So I don't know if we're doing two this week or not. But we're on 222. <laughs> this is 222. We're five away from your episode. Oh, 227. <laughs> I watched the theme song because I forgot what it was. And it is a, it's yeah. a real good one. It's like a minute it's, love, it's like, I forgot how, like, it's not like Regina King – is like a side character like she's like the daughter of one of the main characters i'm like oh man what a life when what a, a career that you're gonna see like ah. did i get that right regina, regina king yeah 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 right i think she's oh, i didn't man. put much up but um <laughs> i'm sorry just it's the fact that you pulled that out what is the most I think impressive thing you've done in the f- almost five years we've done. We're we're yeah. by the way we are just over a month away from five years of doing this ridiculous show. Five years. Think of everything that has changed in the last five years, aside from COVID. Like that's the obvious, but everything <laughs> else is like it's crazy. I'm a I'm in a different decade of my life. You're about to get uh, married. It's it's yeah. it's wild how much has changed in five years, and. Um, Pretty we both soon. changed, like, not careers per se, but, like, went to, like, bigger and better things with our jobs. Like, you you were with me when I accepted my uh, – we were recording, and yeah. I, and my, my future boss was like, yeah, we're going to hire you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and life changed. A lot happened. We, we yeah. recorded – and my last – I have a really great job now, but my last job I got laid off from, and I kind of found mm-hmm. out while we were recording an episode of the show oh my God. for, I believe, for May the 4th. We did like three episodes <laughs> that day, and I got an email saying, basically, like, you're going to come in and find out that you've lost your job. Like, that was, yeah, how yeah, it, yeah. That was like kind of how it happened. They shut down where I worked. It wasn't just me that got laid off. But, like, I remember doing the show. And we did an Obi-Wan show, that an Unleashed of the Obi-Wan movie i think at the time is what was going on um <laughs> wow this is, yeah yeah and it was a month after star wars celebration orlando like we've, we've got I, I got excited but star wars celebration orlando i don't know if you remember this we were a few mm. months into the podcast and we were walking down where i used to live in poor credit we were going to yeah. a bar called spleen what was that bar called splice slice slice the red one it's like very red do you remember this yeah it was winter time yeah. we're walking Spice. in it was kind of snowy yeah 
It was you, me, and Aaron were walking in, and you're like, we should go to the celebration. It would be hilarious. And yeah. we did. <laughs> and we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. We did. Nice. Never been since. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> since you moved away, I, like, never go to pork credit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this place still exists. Well, oh, I, I will tell you, um, that was my first con. Then since then, I've been to a couple fan expos with you. I went to Niagara Comic Con, which was fun. Yeah, um, but it's been it's been uh, I don't know why this is not a, like an anniversary show. I don't know why we're talking about it right now. But anyway, yeah. uh, a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> I, I've had a lot of good firsts, and my 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 niece who is going to be fourteen years old on wow, the, yeah, in next in a couple like a week a week she's going to be fourteen. She just graduated grade eight. They graduate grade eight now. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but she is Brock. She's a huge anime fan. Uh-oh. And she is, I know, and she is di- dying to go to Fan Expo. I told her that we went, mm-hmm. and her jaw dropped. And I said, I, I and I promised her when COVID is, whatever the hell happens with COVID, when they have finally, yeah. because it's going to happen eventually, I promised to take her to it. So you might have to show her the ropes, because I have no, because <laughs> I well, rely you know, on you we'll when go I go there. Fan, we'll go to Fan Expo first, because it's big, and you, it's overwhelming. But then we'll go to Anime North. Which usually happens before Fan Expo, but that is straight up anime. Oh, she'd love that. People just in the parking lot of the Congress Center, just dressed up and everything. She'll go like, like most people just hang out outside the thing and take pictures. <laughs> it's crazy. Have but. I told you the first convention I ever? I not that I went to a Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, but the first mm-hmm. convention I ever saw like in person, like outside. Oh, when you're San Diego. San Diego Comic Con. I went there with some yeah, friends, yeah, yeah, and yeah. my friend was like, he was doing a web. Tour, tourism on the web thing and he goes, I need to take mm-hmm. shots at the convention center and I didn't really I knew San Diego this was 2009 mm-hmm. I want to say so I knew yeah. I knew Comic Con was a thing but I never really appreciated what it was I guess or understood mm-hmm. so when I I got there and it was just you know the convention you're like wow this is a nice looking convention center I never went in obviously yeah, but it yeah. was it, like the, the the people that came out the hurt like I was I was mind blown and everybody was either in costume or wearing like a nerd shirt. Um, but the one the one thing that I always said was everybody was smiling. Like like the happiest yeah, yeah. people were and it wasn't yeah. like one or two people. It was like thousands of people were walking out of this thing with mm-hmm. these giant bags. I'm like, what are in these like what are they buying in yeah. there? So I, I think naively I thought that they were like like what they gave you when you walked in. You got like a giant bag of stuff, which I'm sure like the first one, they probably gave you freebies. But now I'm like, oh, no, they paid hundreds of dollars for whatever's in that bag. Yeah. But that was like – and you know what? And then I went with you to Fan Expo in Toronto, which is bigger than Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Right? And and the same thing, though, is everyone at these conventions, even Star Wars Celebration, is just happy. Everyone is yeah, just yeah. happy. And I really <laughs> – took that away from from everything yeah it's uh, it's just a good time right <laughs> just i mean i feel like it could be the equivalent of a sporting event as well but mm-hmm. i think the problem with sports is the competition has gone to a competition is a thing that doesn't exist at a, like a comic mm-hmm. com- convention to an extent so there's always that like all sports fans are like focused on like oh the team's got to win the team's yes. got to win and then on top of that depending on what sport you're talking about it's a lot of people just like eating lots of food or drinking lots <laughs> of food, you know which you can't afford like, at these conventions <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's just like it's not really the same vibe but it's just like yeah it's a, 
it, that's where it kind of differs outside of like, yeah, sports and comic books or anime or whatever, sci-fi, <laughs> a little different from each other. But like, it's still the idea of like, you go base. to group, you know, and just be like, yeah, I love this. I love this so much. So yeah, man, I can't wait. And I know people are like dying to go back to these things. Like I've said it before, I work for the Blue Jays. Like, we're still on the, 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 like, will the Blue Jays be allowed to play here in the summer? It's like, it's it's sort of like, let's not, like, get too excited. But there is potential. And you know that, like, once the team can come into the country and the city says, okay, you can play, you can have fans in the stands. It's like, it's going to, like, people are going to want to go back. And it's just like, yeah, like, I miss, I miss conventions and, like, we can't really go. We probably won't go to 2022 celebration because it's like in the middle of March or whatever. So. May, the May, the uh, the American May. weekend. We ours is the weekend before that. Memorial Day is theirs, and that's Memorial Day. Yeah. yeah, I told Rob uh, that I'm going to be going to that. He seemed disappointed. He wants to go. I, I'm not. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to no. go because it's just. I don't know. It's it's not the right time for me. I, um, I think you had the same yeah. sentiment, but. Star Wars Celebration is a lot of fun and it's not, yeah. you know, and I remember being there and there were people who, I remember running into someone at, I think it was a Papa John's or something at six in the morning. Yeah. And he, he was like, I've never seen the cartoon. I just like the original movies, but he wasn't arrogant mm-hmm. to anything else. It was just, that's what he liked. And that's why he was there. He didn't look down on you. If you like the other stuff, he's just like, nah, I don't just, that's just not my thing. I just like what I like. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and he was like, he was like probably 50 or 60 or something like he was older, right? Like, he was probably, you know, a teenager or whatever when the originals came out. And that was that. Yeah. And and that's the that's the best part about celebration. But I will say for all of you that are going to celebration, be careful when you pay with your credit card at some of those vendors because they use the cube thing and people will hack the cube thing. When we went to Orlando, everybody <laughs> commented on the forums that they got hacked. Lo and behold, I was one of them. I was like a week or two after everybody did it. Don't worry. The banks take care of it. Everything is insured. Your money is safe. But I'm just letting you know. Yeah. You will have a headache for a week and a half until it is sorted out. But it will get sorted out. <laughs> it's but the just worst. Keep in mind, if you can use cash, it is the worst. If you can use cash, though, use cash. Uh, if yeah. they take cash uh, anymore. I don't know. It's right. 2022. Cash might be obsolete by then. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. I started using cash at certain things just for the nostalgia. <laughs> I'm like, give me change. <laughs> last, last time I used cash, I was told, we don't take cash around here. Well, you and, don't get my business. <laughs> well, also, it's legal tender. They legally have to take it. Yeah, they yeah. also have to legally take $100 bills when they say they won't take $100 bills. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. It's um, so true. Yeah, they legally have to because it's legal <laughs> tender. But whatever, I'm not gonna get into that argument because yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, let's. You want to talk about Star Wars now? <laughs> Should we go yeah, into stuff? Sure. <laughs> Huge writing news is happening. Like writing stuff is going on. It could be negative or positive. I don't have the names in front of me because I don't know. But Leslie Headland, I believe, who did Russian Doll, who's doing the Acolyte, which I think both of us are very excited about. She she earlier on she's like no wait no that's I'm I'm mixing them up anyway she uh, said that one of her writers in the writing room has not ever seen Star Wars so they finally did what? yes 
Um, so I have a few questions. I have not actually, this is one thing I don't think I've seen many people discuss on social media as of yet, but do you have a problem with a writer of a star Wars show having never seen now they have now, but being hired prior to ever watching star Wars, do you Brock have a personal issue with that? No, because that's how we got the, uh, star Wars Christmas special or holiday special. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think like Bruce Valanche is notorious for being one of the writers on that and never watching <laughs> any of the Star Wars. And if you watch the holiday special, that's quite clear. Now, like, obviously... <laughs> I like that like, you're comparing this to the holiday special. <laughs> I just, you know, yeah, look at it from all angles. It's not a terrible, terrible thing because, like, sometimes you get one of those because it's like, they've tried to do, like, the Lego holiday special and it's just like, it's not quite the same. Yeah. Um the Lego one felt uh I, yeah. I like it's if kids like it that's fine cuz it was really meant for them but I just for me it was the the repetition was driving me nuts. Yeah. But it's just like so it's like maybe you get like for that something like that to happen you have to have this crazy like group of people that are just like I don't know what's a Star Wars. Um but you know what? Just because someone doesn't know Star Wars doesn't make them a terrible writer. So perhaps they could, here's my story idea, boom. And they're like, okay, that is great. Now we're just going to drop these characters. Because, like, what does it matter? Like, if you can tell a good story and have an engaging character plot, like, granted, it's like, I don't know know what characters are going to be in that, like, right? So let's say Chewbacca's in it for however reason like a young Chewbacca I don't know how you're gonna do it but you're like and maybe that's a bad example because you don't really understand what Chewie's saying so it's like but you know what I mean it's like as long as you like you could tell that person is like we need this type of character and this type of character and this type of character and then they just write it doesn't mean it's terrible like and yeah I don't want to like break down writing as like oh it's just you know cut and paste and we'll fix it but like I don't think like that person must be a good writer to get into the staff. They're not just like, I know a guy who can write. Like, I mean, so that's, that's wild though. Like, especially Star. You know what is, no, what the craziest part of that story is that they let that go. They let that, they leak that out. Like, wouldn't you like, wouldn't be that like the last thing you want to admit to anybody? Well, it was in an interview. And I honestly, I feel like it's, I think Star Wars is a weird thing where I think some people are hyper into like, oh, they're going to like social media is going to destroy you. And people like, I think some like Leslie Headland, but Leslie Head, is that her name? Leslie Headland? Headland, yeah. Maybe she just doesn't understand that uh, Star Wars fans are the worst people on the planet and will come after or, you. Or, or she, she does Yeah. Here's my, here's my, my thought on it is this. I remember when I was in, I believe, high school. And I, was, mm-hmm. um, I was doing a lot of writing. Uh, you know, like, here's how you write. You know, I was doing a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. So I remember reading a Star Trek. Might have been the next generation. It was an article on something on Star Trek, and they were talking about writers who write Star Trek. And the writers on Star Trek, apparently at the time, whatever Star Trek was, I think it was next generation. Like I said, they would write something, and then in brackets they would be like technical word, in bracket, or like Star Trek verb bracket. Like they didn't know what it was, and then some they would send it somewhere, and Gene Roddenberry, whoever it was, would like take the script, and that part of it they would write in 
the Star Trek-ness of it all. And so I just, I think like a talented writer is a talented writer. And, you know, if, if someone who's never seen Star Wars wrote something and sent the script to Dave Filoni, John Favreau, let's say, then Fav- Filoni or Headland or whoever knows Star Wars and in charge of it is going to fill in the blanks that you don't have, make the corrections that you have. Claudia Gray writing Lost Stars, which everybody loves. She said sometimes she would write something about a ship and they'd be like, the ship can't isn't there because it's actually in this part of the galaxy. Like, So even though she understands Star Wars probably better than a lot of other writers and a lot of people, there's still things that she didn't know that was going on because it's Star Wars. So I, I don't think that that... I think it's beneficial to know Star Wars, to see Star Wars, and now this person has watched Star Wars, apparently. Mm. But I don't think it's the be-all, end-all, because when you're in a... Like, you know, everyone's watched Family Guy, and if you watch Seth MacFarlane talk about Family Guy, they say they just throw mm-hmm. around jokes. Somebody writes the episode, but really that person yeah. didn't write that episode, right? There's, like, all the jokes, they've just kind of, like, picked which ones work in it. Yeah. And so, you know, somebody just has to be there to be a strong storyteller. And if this person's never seen Star Wars, yeah, yeah. it's kind of incredible that you've gone this long with never seeing and it. But <laughs> this is for the acolyte, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even then, I mean, it's like, like that's 200 years before The Phantom Menace. Yeah, like we don't know any characters yet outside of what's happened in the book. We have no idea how that's going to link at all. So, it's like you kind of can do whatever you want. And maybe that's ideal. So. I don't know. Uh, that's that's wild, though. I love it. Like, I love it, and I'm glad it kind of makes people angry. I'm like, good. <laughs> like, well, why does it matter? Like, take chances. Like, The Mandalorian could have been a huge failure, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Like, when you think about it, like, Baby Yoda could have been like a complete flop. You have no idea how. Oh, Baby right Yoda now. isn't cute. It's a flop. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's, you can argue that like Baby Yoda is like Jar Jar. They don't really say anything that makes any sense, but they're just there. But like, George Lucas took a chance with this character and then it just like, but 20 years later, I think it's paid off though. Like, oh, absolutely. I think, you know, you bring that up. Sorry, I've just, I just, Mm -hmm. Lucas, I think, you know, even with the original trilogy, not right away, I don't think, but eventually, mm-hmm. probably Empire, somewhere around Empire, he looked to the future and it was like, "This is this is my my goal is twenty yeah. years from now. It's not the now, yeah. it's the longevity yeah. of this." And and that's why I think, um, that's why I'm really curious about the sequel trilogy where that is in twenty years. Does it have the longevity of it? Because the prequel trilogy oh, has proven that it has longevity because now. Ahmed mm-hmm. Best is like a star. Like he is a Star Wars yeah. star. Natalie Portman, people are obsessed. Hayden Christensen <laughs> is a Star Wars star. Like people are excited that he's coming back. And not just me. Like everybody is excited that he's back in this. And that's where I'm curious about the, the sequel trilogy. Because George yeah. Lucas, though, I think he saw he, – that's what he was looking to. He wasn't looking – he's like, okay, now – he told on. He's like, now people might not like you, but in 20 years, people have grown up with you, and that's yep. what it is. the longevity of the characters. And the longer somebody someone lives with something, the longer you're connected to it, attached to it, and the more emotional attachment you have to it. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't matter. Like, we all look at movies from our childhood, and we're nostalgic for them, and half of them mm. suck. But they'll always be our favorites <laughs> yeah. because of that moment in time. Yeah. So true. So true. Uh um talking about the legacy of george lucas uh someone brought this up to me at work today i don't know if you heard this and i haven't even looked into it i just just double checked on on google to see if there's any validity to it 
apparently the last scene of wandavision uh last like the closing scene of wandavision of the series in the last episode apparently they re-edited yeah. it and put like dr strange astral form above the cabin or whatever something and i'm like what i mean it's great it's a great ad but like i think they've done that a few different times i heard something about like they re-edited the 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 luke in the end of mandalorian to make him look more photo accurate or whatever but it's just like this is the thing that they could actually do now i mean like george lucas did it over and over again but now it's like this is actually a, a, a valid and doable thing where like they're like oh you know what i didn't really like how it turned out let's let's fix it or 10 years down the line lane line when like stuff in like marvel has gotten to a certain point or star wars and we're like you know it would be really great if we could retcon stuff especially like comic books comic books are known for like restarting constantly they've made it the last like 15 years it's just like marvel and dc do it all the time <laughs> so like what do you think about that like we've already like we as star wars fans have sort of accepted that like <laughs> a movie's never done it just <laughs> it just grows right would you hate that that if they went back and maybe not so much change the story but maybe they do but or just go back and like hey, would this character exist in this? Or would you... It, it's kind of fun. It's like a Where's Waldo? Like, hey, we did an update to Mandalorian and they don't tell you what the change is and you just go and find. Like, Do you think that degrades the art or is it something that could improve? I, I think if you're talking about like Fight Club, don't touch it. But I don't know why I mm-hmm. Fight Club. Yeah, but yeah. with Star Wars, <laughs> George Lucas revived Star Wars... Yeah, 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 doing that, and I think, I think something like Star Wars and Marvel makes sense. I mean, Marvel. I think Endgame did a great job of going back and picking things out and being like, "We'll make yeah. that. We're gonna connect that." Even though nothing, like they picked a BS line from a BS movie, and they're like, "Now mm-hmm. it matters, right?" Or like, like yeah, but it, genius. So they kind of reverse engineered what Lucas did, but I think. I think, you know, the sequel trilogy, everyone's like, hey, shut up and connected. I wish. And it's true. And I think there should have been planning. I don't know whose genius idea it was to not have any kind of plan. But mm-hmm. now you can look at it and say, you know, it would be great if Shavy voice was heard in The Force Awakens at this point when he looks yeah. at Vader's helmet. Instead, you hear the breathing. And then very subtly underneath, you just hear like, good or something stupid from Shavy Like there's like you could all of a sudden do things like you said you don't change the story you don't even have to have i mean there's no deleted scenes that's the one thing that lucas uh no return of jedi i'm sure that dancing whatever his name was was not a deleted scene i think they just extended they created their own thing but like you, you can add things and make them can just connect them a little bit better if you want and maybe it's harder because george yeah like it's not it's not disney George Lucas, they're the same level, right? So you just have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I guess it is harder because George Lucas is a person and Disney is a. Um, um, I can't think of the word. They're a business corporation. A corporation, and then you have Kathleen Kennedy, who's not George Lucas at all. Like it's, she's very different from what George Lucas was. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I do think they should do things like that, but 
there's a yeah. fine line. I also think I kind of always wanted them to do stuff like that for mm-hmm. the prequels, kind of. And they, but Return of the Jedi, I don't, I like, I don't like that they took out Yubnub. I understand why. I guess it makes sense. I was never a fan of that because I loved it. I'm, I probably though we talked about the nostalgia thing as a kid. Yub Yub Yubnub was like my favorite, but adding in Gungans on course, like Jar Jar on course on whatever it was like yeah yippee like. Mm-hmm. How does that not make sense when you look at these six movies yeah. as six cohesive movies? And the prequels don't have any freaking aliens from the original six movies. So, you, I mean, it would be great if they just... I've always been saying, yeah. to a freaking gun gun talking to an Ewok in Maz Kanata's castle, just in the corner, yeah. in the back somewhere. But I think they have an opportunity to do it, Brock. And uh, they, I don't know what it would be, but I think, I think they should. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> You shouldn't be allowed to change major parts of the story unless Don't you can change, prove, yeah. prove that, like, I don't know. Or, like, I think it would be fun to watch something in, like, five or six years and you're, like, it makes you – it does a scene that's, like, wait, that didn't happen in Return of the Jedi. It's, like, no, it's good the whole episode or whatever. It's like, this happened in Return of the Jedi. And then you go and watch Return of the Jedi in Disney Plus, and you're, like, what? I think, I mean, that's sort of sacrilegious, but, like, I like that idea. I also like, like, but I think, yeah, it should just be details. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you watch Return of the Jedi in the background of one scene is Hera? You're, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't change the movie. But you're just like, look, it's like she exists. And like, I think people would be excited about it. But that doesn't change the for the the average viewer that just watches it and like that's that wouldn't like affect, but it's just like there it is. Like, wow. I, I kind of don't hate it. Uh I, I I think it's pretty crazy. I'm gonna go look for it. Doctor Strange, everyone wanted him in the in the WandaVision, but just sort of like, but WandaVision, like it ended and we're like, yeah, I'm really happy with that. So it's it is kind of weird. Well, I think to... he, see, I was the opposite. I, I was disappointed by the ending mm. because I remember I said though it felt incomplete, and then there was the, all mm. the articles came out and they said, well, we didn't get to do what we wanted because of COVID. Yeah, which is kind of weird because just wait a little bit longer and do what you want to do. <laughs> but I think Doctor Strange yeah. was supposed to appear. But I, I did see what you're referring to, and as a as someone who doesn't understand what's going on, I didn't get it. Mm. Um, but I mean. If, I don't know. I think Star Wars and Marvel are so unique in what they are yeah. that they can allow themselves to change those details if they want. Because, like I said, Marvel was like Endgame was genius in the way they went back. But yeah. Yeah, now, true. if they want to go forward and they're like, oh, you know what? But I wish this person was there. They can insert Hawkeye into that one scene. Yeah, and yeah, be like, yeah. no, he was there. And we can retcon it. We can actually retcon it without it being a cheap retcon. And people who own the originals will own the originals, and they'll always be proud of that, and that's fine. Yeah. But they're so unique entities. Like they're just so unique. It's like, and and I've been thinking about movies a lot like lately, and just how mm-hmm. how like we've we're in this weird era. Like we went through all these years of of movies, like and all the. Like Brock, until The Godfather Part Two, sequels always had a title. It was always something, I believe. And then The Godfather Part Two, they're like, Coppola was like, no, it's Part Two, and then like, we don't do Part Twos. And then all of a sudden, Forever was like, it's just number two. Yeah. Right? yeah. 
and now we're kind of like in this like fast nine furious 10 like we don't know what the hell they're doing but like so they kind of play around with whatever they want now but like but movies are like but movies aren't we've never been here we went through like the the remake era we went through the 70s tv show remake era like yeah sequel like fast and furious to bring them up again though has been on is 20 years old yeah 20 years old and it's still around <laughs> and it's still around and it's changed what it is but star mm-hmm. but the, and but look when star wars was 20 years old lucas was reissuing yeah. the original tr- like it's it, like it's it's like movies movies are 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 what a hundred and whatever years old like it's a, so much time has passed that we're in this unique era why not evolve what yeah. film is and what movies are and you keep what it is what it is but these type of serialized movies and shows have fun with them go back and make mm-hmm. the changes and then and then you get our eyes to go back on your streaming services to watch it again so i just yeah. think you know it, it's i don't know it's such a unique time period for us we're, we've never for sure we've never been in anything like this we're getting a movie a week on netflix on paramount sure. plus in the theaters it, like there's they're not like half of them are going to suck but the thing is we're, mm-hmm. like we've never experienced this in our lives there's so much going on why yeah. not take a chance on what you've already got and use that to propel your future stuff forward yeah it's just like it just blows my mind that there's a modoc show on Disney have you seen Plus. it oh yeah it's pretty good yeah, if you love uh robot chicken it's, it's exactly the same vibe um but yeah, man, like, I, like I don't know what it is about Disney Plus. Maybe it's just because it's like, here's Marvel, here's Star Wars, here's you know Disney Pixar, all in one place, and like it's run by Disney. So it's like anything is possible. And like we're seeing, like, like WandaVision was a good show. Falcon and Winter Soldier's good. Loki is really cool. Mandalorian, amazing, amazing stuff. And then like on top of that, they just keep dropping little nuggets. And then like it's just like. It's it's like the whole thing is expanding now that they own Fox. Like it's just, it's it's wild. It's like, yeah. So it's like, I would be down for some kind of new way of watching a Star Wars thing where it's just like, you watch something and it's like, you're like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Like talking about something else, an existing storyline, and then a little like icon pops up. And you're like, what? And you click it, and it brings you to whatever they've restructured. I'm like, that would be crazy. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think everyone will like that, but I'm just like, that's not a bad idea. Like, I could be into that, but we'll see. You know, like, that could be technically terrible. I don't know. Like, yeah, it could yeah, be, but like, why not try it? I don't know. You, you, yeah. It's like I said, it's just, we've never lived in this time. Like, yeah. There's so many movies now. Like we've we've and yeah. not just like now, but a century of movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's we've never we've never experienced this before. Like Jaws, no. oh, forty six yeah. years ago, Jaws was the first summer blockbuster. <laughs> like forty six years of blockbusters. That's all we've had. That's not that many. Yeah. And then remember, it was like every like I think it was like every summer you'd be like, "Ooh, the blockbuster, the blockbuster." Then it was like there's six blockbusters this summer. And you're like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Like remember, like when Independence Day came out, it was like Independence Day. This is gonna be the biggest movie of all time because it was the only movie that came out. Yeah. You're like, "Well, that's the one you want to go see." And then yeah. Men in Black, you're like, "Men in Black's gonna be great." It was the only one. Like 
you didn't have multiple movies, but now it's like, I don't know. We're just, I'm yeah. fascinated by the era that we're in. Like, we've never lived in this yeah, before and, and we'll never live in it again. Um, let's talk <laughs> quickly about, um, Patty Jenkins writer for rogue squadron. I don't have this gentleman's name in front of me. I don't know if you do. I do. Is it in the news? Yeah, technically, but there's not much to it. I'll just reread it again. Uh, where is it? Where's my, here we go. The writer is named Matt Robinson known for the invention of lighting, the door and the last city of gold. And I believe love and monsters is one of his things. He's done a bunch of, uh, underwhelming Mm. films and then love and monsters, which I still haven't seen, but I really want to, you've seen it. And Andrew Fantasia have both seen it. And I believe you both enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. Andrew told me that I would love it. Yeah. I believe you said it was really good. I should check it out. I do want to check it out. Um, but anyway, so I, I don't think I, I, I honestly, he was underwhelming, but the thing that's underwhelming is just the movies that have come out. He's still a writer, probably talented. I mean, he's, he's in Hollywood, yep. so, you know, he's got to have some level of talent to make it. There's a reason why he's been chosen, mm-hmm. but you've seen love and monsters. I, that clearly has nothing to do with star Wars, but what would your thoughts be based on seeing that movie? Uh, honestly, <laughs> adventure of lying or the velocity of gold and, uh, and Love and Monsters are all like actually great films. They're like, I would argue they're quintessential like Netflix movies where you like maybe you wouldn't go see them in the theaters, but like watching them, like I loved Invention of Lying. I Which thought it was that? really good. Is that Ricky Gervais? It's the one Ricky Gervais where like nobody lies and he, and then it turns out it's like he comes like he creates a religion because it's all kind of based on like no solid facts to just like i said this therefore it is true and in a sense that kind of is lying because like how do you how do you figure out like if there is like uh omniscient being you can't that's the whole point of faith right let's not get too deep into it but like but yeah and like i loved the dora movie i thought it was great i actually wanted to see it in the theater i never did but i watched it because it's on prime freaking great and yeah no love and monsters it seems to be like this guy writes a lot of like you see the trailer and you're like that's kind of cool but like you're not you're not like thinking about those ideas it's not like tenant or like uh you know F- fast nine like everybody talks about that because i was like that's the hot thing and everyone wants to want to know about but doesn't mean they're good it just means like that's the hot topic so that's kind of exciting this guy is attached to a lot of cool projects yeah that's cool, but I don't think this is official. Like, it, I read like Disney hasn't officially commented on it. Also, like this could be here. I could be wrong. Uh, so I've never seen any of those movies, obviously. Yeah. But I just, I just know people yeah. like it's underwhelming. Blah blah blah. Love and Monsters, I, I do want to see. I, the one thing that threw me off was Pat Jenkins was like, "We'll wait and we'll announce him when the time's right," thinking that would be like a big writer. But it was just this guy, and they, I think it was Vanity Fair that announced this. So I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Again, no, I, I just I don't know. I, I, this movie, I still just want to see. <laughs> I don't care until it's happening. I watched Wonder Woman two yesterday. Well, and I say watch it, but I put it on and I walked away and walked back. Look, the movie. There's something about it that I strangely enjoy. But I told yeah. you this over a text. I'm like, while I watch it, I get progressively more pissed off at. Like it's like. I'm like, this is, I'm like, and I don't even like the beginning scenes that much. It's, it's weird. I have this weird relationship with that movie where I watch it. I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. And then it starts going, like it gets f- further along. And I'm just like, 
I don't get it. Like, like I just, I literally just sit there like, I'm not sure. But then it ends, and by the end, I'm like, for some reason, at the end, I'm happy. I can't figure this movie out. It's yeah, an yeah, anomaly yeah. to me, but I enjoy it. It makes me smile, and it's great to put on when, you know, like I'm cleaning up my rabbit or something. Like, yeah, just, yeah. I can't. I don't it's, know. I just, I just. It's the kind it. of movie that you'd probably enjoy while in a restaurant with the sound off. Oh my like, God. Oh, wow, wow. My air cool. conditioning like, was yeah. on and it reminded me of being on a plane and looking over someone's shoulder and like watching it on somebody else's screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Or like Jack Astor's when they have like the Flintstones stuff playing. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of movie where it's colorful. You're like, this is fun. But when you listen to the yeah. audio, you're like, what is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how satellites work. <laughs> I don't think Pedro that's how Pesca. anything in that movie works. But I just like, <laughs> I, like I literally enjoy it. the Chris Pine thing. I'm like, well, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like make him whatever. But I I can I can kind of get past that because she has a lasso of truth. So it's like whatever. But then like they really start to like I said this I think months ago when I first, like December was I'm like you're losing it like you I feel like the movie's losing control of itself. By like that, <laughs> and then it starts to get so lost. I'm like, this is wild. And then Cheetah shows up, and I'm like, this is really like we're really like Batman, Fre- Batman robbing it right now. Like we're really close to that, which I do enjoy that movie it's, too. So maybe it says about me. But then like, but it's then pretty it, bad. But then it ends, and I'm like, I smile. I'm like, that's fun. I think because it's Christmas time, and like she smile. I don't know what it is, but I smile at the end yeah, of the yeah, stupid yeah. movie. And then I'm like, well, I'll put it on again. <laughs> it's pretty bad where like it's a movie where like her flying an invisible plane or lassoing thunder or lightning like lassoing lightning like everyone's like yeah that makes sense (laughs) that's like the least illogical thing and like yeah no she has an invisible plane in the cartoon of course she has an invisible plane in the movie yeah never mind that it's from the smithsonian (laughs) she takes the plane from the smithsonian do you think that thing's gassed up but the invisible plane like somebody was like how come they're flying through the fireworks i'm like it looks cool i don't care <laughs> i don't know it, that movie is weird to me i don't even care yeah. i understand like people are like, it's so bad i'm like it kind of i don't know it it, it feels like superman 3 territory <laughs> Like yeah. Superman three, Batman and Robin are like what? And the thing is, I don't really enjoy Superman three, but I enjoy Superman two, and I enjoy Batman. And Ro- I watched Batman and Robin like a month ago, and I was like, this is the greatest time of my life. Like I'm just like, this is so much fun. It's terrible, but it's te- it, there's something about it um, that they get that that gets me hooked. And what I'm saying is, I liked it better than Jurassic World two. <laughs> Too. But yeah, like going back to Matt Robinson being coming the writer, like uh, he's very good at dialogue and he's very good at like creating interesting worlds. So maybe this is exactly what Rogue Rogue Squadron needs. It's pretty funny. The article I found, it doesn't put like the title that they created. Like you know, I'm sure it'll change, but the logo that like Disney created for this movie, where it just says Rogue Squadron, they just put up a picture of the video game from Nintendo 64. <laughs> I, you intrigue me by saying oh, it creates uh, unique worlds because I think that like Star yeah. Wars is a unique world, and hopefully we can evolve deeper because yeah. I do think the prequels kind of held back on growing the unique mm. worlds a lot. Even though they gave us those new aliens, it just it felt 
you know, our friend Din always mentions how we're back to a um, desert planet. You know, even Tatooine or Mandalorian does a lot, but you know, like let's see what we can do. Let's let's branch out a little bit and have some yeah. fun with Star Wars. So I'm excited. I mean, it's you know, I I can't. I've never seen the movies. I know people are underwhelmed. That's what's underwhelming. But I'm hoping that he's a good writer, and Patty Jenkins has a good concept, and they put it together. And uh, only three wishes this time in this movie. Just three wishes, no more. (laughs) Three wishes. Rogue Squadron is good, but it could be better. Yeah. See what I did there? See what I did? See what? Pedro Pascal, Wonder Woman 2. Yeah. <laughs> Is that from Narcos? I've never seen Narcos. Oh. I've seen Pedro Pascal in the following. The Mandalorian, Wonder Woman 2. No, and I saw him in Triple Frontier. No. Yeah, Triple Frontier, that's what it's called. Yes. He's in that movie too. He plays a helicopter pilot. He plays Tignataro. Like Rock. <laughs> he Tignataro. He can replace Tignataro. Oh man. All right. Uh, odds? Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Let's do it. Never tell me the odds brought to you and me by Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Why don't you come and support us? That would be great. We try our best to make Star Wars as interesting as we can. And people like these wonderful people think it's great and then support us. And that's why we shout out their names every episode. Heidi Fighter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Sooner Thrawn, Scott D., Josh Price, Matt W., Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Cosmic Girl, Zero Two, Gleek, Play One, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Girls with Sabres, and the Dan and Nerds. Uh, thanks, thanks. Thank all. you. That means a lot to us. Uh, we have a good Will's hunting coming up with Andrew Fantasia discussing the Bad Batch. He asked me to join him, and I said, well, I've got to catch up on the Bad Batch. Yeah. I know a few things that have happened because, you know, Friday, 7 o'clock, I wake up for work. I go online. I don't know why, and I see it all. <laughs> see it all. These are the only things that they have done. Like literally, it, it, that's what it is. It's basically a checklist of everything that happened in the episode. Like it's seven o'clock. Like no spoilers till Monday. It's Friday. Oops. Yeah, right. Every week. Oops. What did everybody <laughs> think about Cad Bane? Yeah. Uh, first off, thank you all, Patreon supporters. You don't spoil anything. Uh, never tell me guys, will o- Omega appear in the book of Boba Fett? Ooh. <laughs> this is, this is, I wrote this one having not seen anything past episode. Two, <laughs> this is based on what I know um, from Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to go, I, I think it's been a while since I've done this. I'm going to go full Brock because like, like a lot of things. Could, I also, I forgot to mention this to you. I heard there's 16 episodes of this. Yes, August of it. <laughs> we're at episode eight, so we're halfway. They put out a, a t- like a trailer, like the halfway point, and it's just like this is all scenes from the first part. <laughs> like none of this is revealing anything. <laughs> it's just like 
here's a reminder for what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, full Brock, because it's just like, after the last episode, you're like, whoa, that's a lot of info. So, yeah. Yeah, so I've only seen the first three episodes. I'm five. Am I five? No, I've seen four. There's no way I'm five weeks behind. Four weeks. No, sense. I think you're like three episodes behind. Yeah. I think you've seen five well, when I go on Disney right? Plus, like, luckily what? it knows the last one that I've seen, so I can take it from there. Anyway, I, yeah. I heard about what happened with Omega. I'm going to go full Brock as well because, uh, it, you know, because Filoni, I read, I read, so, I, I know I watched an interview with uh, Ming Nam Wen talking about when she was approached and how she did the first season of Mandalorian and she got killed and she was really hoping mm-hmm. she'd be alive and then she found she was alive. And Dave Filoni approached her about the Bad Batch and said he had this idea, but it wasn't called Bad Batch at the time. And he kind of approached her about that. And so just thinking how much Dave Filoni might have had at the beginning of the Bad Batch. Maybe he doesn't, he doesn't have so much now, right? But he got the ball rolling on this series. He probably invented Omega or was a huge contributor to that. And if there's more plans of that character, perhaps that character bleeds into Book of Boba Fett. So I'm going to go full Brock based on that Ming Na Wen interview alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Do it, Disney. Don't Disney. be a coward. All right. Next odd. Very, very similar. Will Cad Bane appear on the Book of Boba Fett? It's uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. After that episode, I was thinking like we talked about. It, I was like, did Cad Bean die? <laughs> we're like, where did yeah. he go? Um, so it's cool to see him back again. Uh, and kind of ruthless in this one, even more. Uh, I'm gonna go forty percent, not knowing where the end of Bad Batch, because Bad Batch will finish at least this first season. If there's more seasons before book of boba fett but like who knows how like it's this this episode like this series is sort of not really focused on one main problem it's like problem after problem after problem and clearly there's a lot of people pulling the strings behind scenes uh so yeah um who knows i think it would be great to see him live action i like that'd be great but i'm gonna go stick what did i say 40 percent, 40 percent. i don't know I would love to see him live action as well. I don't think Book of Boba Fett's yeah. where it's going to be, though, so I'm going to go 37%. Mm. But I I absolutely want him in it. I want to see that episode because I would die to see Cad Bane. I don't have to now because I know he's back. But <laughs> but I really want to see it, so I'm going to go whatever I just said. Yeah. 37%. <laughs> and our final one, will Rogue Squadron be critically praised? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not a spinoff. It's not part of the. It's not part of the yeah. Skywalker saga. It's, it's it's the first Star Wars that is its own thing. Since the original Star Wars. <laughs> uh, man, I'm gonna go. Thirty-five percent. I don't know. It's just uh, without. It's like there's so much unknown, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna go. I yeah. I think people are gonna go in. I base it on people are gonna go in with 
biases towards Star Wars, biases towards um, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name, uh, Patty Jenkins. Like, it's like it, the I think unless it blows their socks off, like they're just gonna be like, yeah, that was good. That was a movie. So yeah. I'm going to go full Brock again. I got to go double Brock today um, <laughs> because I, I could see people love Patty Jenkins first Wonder Woman. She definitely lost some street cred on the second, but I think if this mm-hmm. is just a good movie, it'll be, a, it'll do very well. But, oh, can I, I got to yeah. bring something up about this. Do you know? So um, I'm on Facebook. I'm in this Disney plus uh, group. I don't know how somebody invited me like before it was on before Disney plus was a thing. <laughs> and I accepted. And um, somebody said something about The Last Jedi. And they asked people's opinion of The Last Jedi. And I said, well, this is intriguing. And I looked at the responses. And there was no hatred at all in the comments. But most people hmm. didn't like The Last Jedi in the comments. But most people did not like a lot of the sequel movies in it as well. And I was, I found that... Hmm. Uh, pretty fast, like, and no one was like, like, no one hated anything. They're just like, nah, I just yeah. didn't care for what they did. Da, da, da. And it was mm. things like that. And I thought that was um, fascinating because it's a set. Because these aren't Star Wars fans; these are like Lilo and Stitch fans. Like, these are people who would just watch it. And I kind of found it fascinating where they were all kind of on the same. Like, so, some of them were like, I loved it, but most of them were like, nah, I didn't care for it not my thing like it was it's fascinating how it was going to be and and i'm 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 curious about based on like that star wars going forward they won't mention the mandalorian though i would like to see what those people thought of that as well but mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I don't know fascinating. Yeah. i i hope that star wars at some point can be a point where like oh wow which is like it's sort of like it's always going to do well, just like a Marvel movie is always going to do well. And Fast and the Furious for that is like, it's always going to do well because you have a fan base that are just like, yeah, I would love to see this more and more and more. But it's just like, those movies don't, they don't really push the gamut. They're like, they are, they are like, that we exist in this world. So I was like, but there's not saying you couldn't, you, like, you, I would argue that. Christopher Nolan's Batman really changed the genre in a sense. Like it's like, whoa, this is really good. But anyways, but now it all just sort of sounds like the same to an extent. You know, like I get excited, but like I, yeah, I I think Batman Begins like ruined superhero movies because everything was like we gotta be gritty. And I know what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying. But everything was like we gotta be down to earth. And then Iron Man came out, and Iron Man was like we gotta be down to earth, but also it's Iron Man. (laughs) <laughs> and that's if you read there's an article John Favreau where he says they didn't introduce the Ma- the Mandalorian the, Mandal- the Mandarin, Mandarin because he was um, too extravagant they couldn't figure out how to do him in a realistic manner because yeah. everything was Batman Begins realistic and the freaking, the weirdest thing of all is Iron Man 1 and Dark Knight came out the same summer like two <laughs> months apart they came out and they're both great superhero I haven't seen Iron Man in a long time but they're both great superhero movies but vastly different. Mm-hmm. Very different from each other. And they're both great. And then Marvel, I, I think it was like Captain America and Thor, they're like, screw realism. We can't do it. <laughs> this character is a god. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and 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 they kind of 
So they kind of did what you're saying, and then they just were like, "No, we'll go back." Yeah. And they fa- Marvel has found this zone where it's not quite Superman three, but it's, <laughs> but it's like it lives between like Tim, like Batman Begins and Superman three. Like it lives somewhere in there, you know, like Batman Begins. Yeah, they- like it lives in. Like we're gonna have a lot of fun. It's gonna get a little campy. But once it gets a little bit too far, we're going to reel it in and remind you that this is re- like yeah. they found a good a good comfort zone for that, I think. Yeah. All right. Holla All news. right. Holla news. Holla news. Holla news. Holla news. Holla news. The news you need to know. Hello news, the news you need to know right now. Hey, Lego fans, guess what? There's more Lego. Uh, just importantly, apparently the Boba, uh, Boba Fett's ship, known as Slave One, doesn't get called that anymore on Lego sets. It says it's called, referred to as. Boba Fett's ship, Starship instead of Slave One. And Star Wars fans noticed that change thanks to announcement of new Mandalorian themed Lego set featuring the iconic vehicle. A Jedi News spoke with Lego designers Jens Kronvold Fredrickson and Michael Lee Stockwell, who confirmed the change was requested directly by Disney. It's probably not something, uh, Fredrickson said, it's probably not something which has been announced publicly, but it's just something that Disney doesn't want us to use anymore. It's also worth remembering that this doesn't necessarily mean the ship's name has changed in the Star Wars universe. Disney could keep the Slave One title as part of the official canon, but it will refrain from using the branding on any all-ages merchandise. Uh, This is not too different from if you know uh, uh, the X-Men villain Holocaust. Uh, Action figures are typically known, named, he's renamed Nemesis whenever an action figure is released. it wouldn't be the first case that Disney's removed a controversial Star Wars element from its merchandising empire. In 2015, we learned Disney was phasing out the use of the Slave Leia costume from Return of the Jedi. And as we spoke before, but I'll do it again because I have it in front of me, the upcoming Star Wars Rogue Squadron film now has its writer, The Invention of Lying and Dora and the Lost City of Gold writer, Matt Robinson will be penning the upcoming film in the Star Wars franchise. Even though Disney was officially commented on Robinson's involvement with the project, Deadline reports that he will be the one writing it. Not much else is known of the upcoming Star Wars Rogue Squadron film other than the Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins will also be directing it. It is slated to come... Uh, will be the first film since the Star Wars saga concluded with the 2019 film Rise of Skywalker. So this will be the first Star Wars film post-COVID in 2023, I believe. And finally, Mark Hamill's at it again. He's on Twitter. Uh, a someone on Twitter said, "Random Star Wars hashtag Star Wars film question for the day." I don't know how many takes Hamill himself. That's Mark Hamill. Did the that's not true. That's an impossible line in Empire after the reveal. But it sounds like it would kill his voice, which is a good thing he chose to 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 fall silently. And to which uh, Mark Hamill says. It's crucial to warm up vocally prior to any demanding challenges. And for your information, the scene in that scene, nothing could be heard over the deafening roar of the wind machines. I spoke my lines based on Vader's gestures, unable to hear a word he said. Everything was dubbed in later in post-production. So 
that's pretty cool. Like the scene, the Star Wars scene, the reveal wasn't even intentional. <laughs> I mean, it was intentional, but he had no idea what was going on. So Mark Hamill was just reacting to what the Vader actor was doing. The actor recently joined, uh, sorry, Mark Hamill recently joined TikTok after calling out a fake account saying that they were Mark Hamill. Mark Ham or Hamill's first video featured his dog, Mabel, and it was an instant success. The post got over 5 million views, and Hamill now has 2 million followers on TikTok. And uh, if you want to go follow him, check it out. I might start doing it because I don't, I don't know. I don't really need TikTok, but I have seen some really cool ones. And this has been your Hollow News. I did one TikTok video, Aaron Forsman. <laughs> and it was uh i think we nailed it i think it has 13 views maybe three i don't know i gotta say both uh, like two of the stories i cut and pasted that's right i'm a journalist today for the news had like glaring smelling mistakes like i almost read it wrong it says tick tick in here instead of tick tock i'm like you've got to be kidding me I i've read a lot of articles <laughs> like that and I've read some books recently with uh, typos in it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, these are books that go through editors. Not my paste, book, I which had this, no editor. I pasted that article into Word, and Word knows that TikTok is misspelled. <laughs> I'm like, and if Word gets something right, you know there's a problem. Oh, no. It's thinking, like, oh, do you mean Tiki? <laughs> well, no, no I mean TikTok. <laughs> it's still there what was going on. Um,. Top five. Top five. I don't, I don't even know what top five is. Today, today is uh, we we we've hit our we've hit our peak of top five. Say top five supporting characters. So not main characters. Not not your not your uh, you know no Jar Jars no Luke's. Top five characters you would like to meet in person. <laughs> top five Star Wars characters you would like to meet in person. Oh, I want to show you. I got. Uh, <laughs> I can't find it right now. I got the uh, Jar Jar Black series. Oh, did you? I don't know where it is, though. Did Darth Ward get it for you? Yeah, but where is it? <laughs> it was just here. I also got, you know, those Tiger Electronics handhelds that I show you? I have the... Yeah. I just got the Transformers one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's a Jurassic Park one coming out in, like, August, and I am totally getting that. Um, <laughs> where the hell is my Darth Jar Jar? Aaron cleaned my room up. So, so she cleaned the office because there was stuff. Where the frick did it go? It was right here. I wanted to show you. I have this Ninja Turtle toy that I got for a dollar. It's a foot. It's a, it's a Foot Clan member, I think. I don't know what it is. I think it's a Foot Clan. <laughs> That's not Jar Jar. That, where the hell did my Jar Jar go? Jar Jar! Misa, Misa, can't find you. It's got to be over there. <laughs> anyway, top five characters we would like to meet, but they have to be supporting and not main characters. My number five is Chief Chirpa. The stories he could tell. <laughs> the stories he could tell. Well, I want to meet Chief Chirpa. Uh, James, I don't even need to tell you who number five is. It's always Hondo Anaka. <laughs> Hondo's my number four. <laughs> <laughs> The stories I mean, Hondo yeah. could tell you. Yeah. Hondo! Absolutely. My number three, this guy could tell you stories. He could tell you about some clone owners. It's Dexter Jetster. I would <laughs> totally go for some Jawa juice and fries at Dexter's <laughs> Diner. <laughs> My number four is going to be... Um... Oh, God. 
Uh, oh, Lobot. Oh, that's a nice one. <laughs> I haven't even thought of Lobot. Yeah, Lobot. Well, well played on Lobot. Uh, my number yeah, three. Yeah. Oh, I lost my list. My number three. My number two. Brown two. Did you do four? Yeah. No, you skipped your four and went to your three. So I'll do my number three because your number four right, was Honda. I did Honda. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my bad. My bad. My number three. I don't know. Maybe this is like a point of contention, but I'm going to go with Lars Santeca. He's not really a main character. He dies right away. I was like, no supporting character. I, he fits right into that. He's right into what. Yeah, like I, hope, I, I think they should do more with him. I hope you want to meet uh, him before he gets killed, though. Yeah, of course. Don't be slow. <laughs> uh, teach yeah. you the ways of the force. They could, if they ever do this Luke and Lando like mission thing that we hear about in Rise of Skywalker, Ooh, you could definitely yeah. drop him in there. That'd be awesome. I hope they do stuff. I mean, you have the platform for mm-hmm. it. Do it. Uh, yeah. My number two, Zam Wessel. <laughs> Where's my Funko Pop of Zam Wessel? Have they just not figured out if they want to do human form or like her normal form? Like, I don't know. I just give me the Zam Wessel. Fuck, go. I just realized my number two is a main character. I was going to say Chopper, but like, yeah, he's a main character. Yeah, Chopper. <laughs> I'm getting confused by just like cool characters you want to hang out with. <laughs> Maybe too easy. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh gosh. Number two. Number two. Number two. Now I'm getting confused on main characters. I'm gonna throw an Ewok in there, so I'm gonna go Tebow because <laughs> I was like Wicked, like can't the be main wicked. character. It can't, can't be Wicked, so I'm gonna go Tebow. It has to be an Ewok on there somehow. Yeah. There has to be. Yeah. Uh, my number one, can you guess who my number one is? I'll tell you, my number one is the reason for the Skywalker. Huh? Two tubes. <laughs> Two tubes uh, was on my list, but I changed it with Chief Chirpa at the last minute. Um, <laughs> my number one is the reason for the Skywalker saga to be a thing. How's that for a clue? Ben Quadineros. <laughs> if Ben Quadineros' pod works, he wins the pod race, he wins the Boonta Eve Classic, and all of a sudden there is no Skywalker <laughs> saga. So thank you to Ben Quadineros. <laughs> My number one is Ben Quadineros. I don't know what a conversation. So uh, originally, Two Tubes and Sabalba were on my list, but they got taken yeah. out by some other people. Uh, so who's your number one? Oh, God. My number one. Bosk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> did it. I just looked over here and picked I something. Oh, Bosk. Uh, yeah, Ponda Baba. <laughs> Ponda. <laughs> that would count too. Uh, let us yeah. know who your top fives are in the comments below or to the live chat beside because that matters. This is the this is the the toughest top five we've ever done. The most crucial <laughs> one of them. Oh, all right, Brock, you got to get going. So we should wrap this up. Anything else you want to say? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> it's sort of like get vaccinated seems like kind of redundant now. <laughs> yeah, most people miss it. Even Canada, we're getting, in Canada, the people are getting second vaccination. Scotia so hooray. Bank, so Scotiabank Center set a record for the most in one day or something like that, or Ontario nice. did or something. Um, so. That's cool. I'm still on my first. My second's coming at some point, but uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. Anyway, 
Thanks, everybody, for watching. It means a lot to us. He's Brock. I'm James. And he was always scum. Rebel scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always,